it's one o'clock. Inspiration 92.3 FM. Always know this. It's all about the quality of life and finding a happy balance between work and friends and family. Philip Green. Inspiration. Inspiration. 92.3 FM. Everyone's talking, but only one station's giving the insight. Inspiration. 92.3 FM. Inspiration FM 92.3, your family radio. And welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour. My name is Sharice Ejawari. I'm a clinical nutritionist and I am your host for today's program. Remember, wellness is your gift, your birthright. For many of you, you're born into wellness. So when illness shows up, we must ask ourselves, where did we stray? Where did we get off balance in our wellness? And that's really for you to reflect on. Today, we continue the Children's Day celebration. For the month of May, we spoke on different themes regarding children. And today, we are speaking about mother's influence on eating habits. And our guest today is Dr. Bolu. She's going to enlighten us on influencing our eating habits as a child. How does the mother influence the eating habits? So welcome, Dr. Balu. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. Wonderful. So explain what you mean by eating habits. What does that mean? Essentially, eating habits are the why, the how, the what, with whom you eat, how you obtain your food, how you store your food, how you discard those foods. Are you living to eat or are you eating to live? Mm. And that's, that's a lot of responsibility if we're looking at the mother influencing these eating habits. So can you give us a list of different eating habits and classify them if they're good or are they bad? So in summary, there are about four main eating habits. And the first I will talk on are the four eaters. So these are people that eat foods that are natural, foods that help to support the body's needs, the body's energy, foods that give nutrition. People in this category would usually have whole foods, non-processed foods, at least 80% of the time they're eating such foods that provide the body the essential energy and nutrient that we need to go about our day. So this is a great type of eating. This is the eater that you would want to be, that you should strive to be. And it's called fuel yes. eating? Yes. Okay. Okay. Next, we have the fun eaters. These are people who just eat whatever they love, whatever tastes great. It doesn't necessarily provide any nutritional value, but they just love how it tastes. So those are the foodies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's nothing wrong with having a bit of fun, but it should be limited to at least once or twice a week maximum. Mm-hmm. Next, we have our fog eaters. So this category of eaters eat without awareness. So there's a lot of mindless snacking throughout the day. For example, your friend offers you a snack that they're having and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me just have some. 
we're cooking, you're just snacking on a few things, just having some biscuits here and there, just eating absentmindedly without awareness, very unconscious, and this is what we need to stay away from. Hmm. I can say that many of you who are listening, especially when you're in your offices, yes, Dr. Bolu calls it fog eaters. Um, I call it mindless eating, so you're not even really paying attention or conscious, but your friend or your colleague has groundnuts on the desk, they have sweets, they have biscuits, and you just stroll over and your hand just enters it, and before you know it, the groundnut bottle is finished, or maybe you're at home and you have all sorts of snacks all over just because, and before you know it, of course, as a child, you're, uh, you're following your parents' lead. So if these things are all over, that means it's a free-for-all. But are we really encouraging fog eating or mindless eating? We're really not. So being strategic on this journey of influencing the children would mean that maybe you can have the fruits, the vegetables, maybe some cucumbers, maybe some mangoes, some oranges um, on the table, maybe some tangerines, things that are easy to peel and no one has to ask permission. And then ensuring that you also have water on the table because you find that if remember moms and dads that you all are the parents the children are not the parents but you are the parents you are the ones that are buying these different things and if you want your child to eat healthy set them up to eat healthy okay dr Bolu, continue so the last type of eating that we will talk about is storm eating now this is also known as binge eating it's very out of control and the peculiar thing is people in this category, they want to stop. They don't enjoy these habits, but for some reason they can't. And that's because there's usually an underlying issue that is behind this, such as stress or some sort of emotional problem that has to be addressed. And also if you go a long time being hungry, some of us were like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. It's like 2 p.m. Like, I've been thinking about this jollof rice. And once you get that rice, we're like, we have to finish every last spoon. Even if halfway, we're like, I'm actually full. But in your mind, you're like, no, I deserve this. I have earned this. I haven't eaten all day. We feel the need to compensate for the lack of food that we've had during the day. So then we overeat when we do have an opportunity to eat food. Yeah. So that's quite interesting because I know a lot of people fall in this category where, yes, they're stressed, they're emotional eaters. Maybe, um, you know, as a teenager, maybe you broke up with your boyfriend or maybe you had a fight with someone, even as married couples. Some people, if they have a fight with their spouse, they turn to food for comfort. And this is also known as comfort eating as well. And this can be quite detrimental to the body. One, it causes you to gain a lot of weight. You're emotionally unstable. Uh, and then, of course, your energy levels are up and down. You don't know night from day. It's just a vicious cycle that one needs to get out of. 
And if you have the chance to consult with a nutritionist just to help them guide you, this will help a lot. So for those of you who just joined the program, we are talking about mother's influence on eating habits. Why are our children eating the way they do? And can you identify the four categories of different eating habits? Um, whether you are a fuel eater, which means that you're eating for your body, you're paying attention, you're eating the right foods that you know will give you energy, will give you clarity, will give you great skin health. Um, are you a fun eater? That's the second one. Are you a fun eater where you just enjoy all the taste of food, whether it's good for you or bad for you, you just want to enjoyment, I hear. Something must kill somebody, so who really cares? <laughs> and then the third eating habit, fog eaters. And those fog eaters are those that, remind me, Dr. Balu, the fog eating, the mindless eating. Yes. So you're just eating anyhow. You don't even think about, is this good? Was this grown in the garden? Or where did this come from? Was this grown in, I mean, was it chemicalized in a lab? You're not even thinking about that. All you know is that your hand reaches, you put it in your mouth, you really don't care, and life goes on. And then the fourth eating habit was storm eating. And that's where many people are stressed. They don't meal plan. They don't meal prep. They have no idea what their next meal is. They're just going by an emotion that, okay, it's 2 o'clock, I haven't eaten. Let me see what's there. Okay, I'm having this. Um, and this emotional eating for some is triggered by anger, triggered by depression, triggered by sadness. And believe it or not, we do have quite a few people going through this storm eating, also known as emotional eating. And yes, they do need help because when this gets out of control, you find that you're 50 kgs overweight, 100 kgs overweight, and then it's almost like a roadblock. What do you do? And if you can't get yourself out of this, you continue with the emotional eating and you just get bigger from there. And it's almost like no point. But I am here to tell you that there is help. There is help. So, Dr. Balu. Yes. Okay. Now, how has bad eating habits um, impacted on children's health? Because, of course, if we're saying the mother's influence, would that be the mother's fault why this child or teenager is in this predicament? I wouldn't be so quick to say it's the mother's fault. Okay. But I would definitely say she has a significant role to play. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with storm eating, one of the ways that bad eating habits can impact our health. So the thing about storm eating is that it's usually followed by feelings of regret and shame about what they've done. And the question is, why can't you stop? But like we've discussed, there's an underlying issue. So that's one of the impacts that bad eating habits could have. It could lead to regret, shame, and that also leads to feelings of stress, feelings of depression, mm -hmm. just mental illness in general. Yeah, and you know, as you say that, there are primary school children less than 10 years old who are body shamed. 
there are teenagers that are body shamed and some of them are body shamed by their own parents who have actually fed them the food right you know and that's the sad part that moms dads if you're listening if you as a parent want to number one you just have to plan things out have a meal plan have a family meeting what are the goals of the family so that everybody is on the same page yes you want to um, ensure that you're giving your child what they need not necessarily what they want um, and if it is that okay you have a treat day like dr bolu said maybe once or twice a week whether it's pizza or whether it's burgers let it be a known day for everyone because body shaming as you get older whether you're a primary or teenager it's something that affects your deep core so it, it i mean it affects your confidence mm -hmm. level um it affects your outward look on things um and your mental health as dr bolu said is very important you want to make sure you're not body shaming your child or your children right low self-esteem yes. yes so another impact that bad eating habits could have are the obvious weight gain and weight gain it's not all of a sudden it could take years for you to look in the mirror and realize wow i've actually significantly increased in size and obesity will lead to chronic illnesses in the future a lot of people think, oh, you know, I may be big or fat, but, you know, it's fine because my health is okay. But you will get hit at some point by these chronic illnesses, and it would cost more to start to treat those health problems than to start early. And these things also predispose to at least 13 types of cancer mm -hmm. that we know of. Yes, 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 that's quite true. So... You know, on this, I would say, how do we try and correct it? How do we try and correct these eating habits um, and just what's going on with the influence of eating habits? Great question. So it has to start with the parents because the parents are in, in charge of the child. They are the role models. So you need to set a good example for yourself first and your child is watching you, they're modeling after you. So things that you could do is meal planning. Sometimes you come home and you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't really want to start like cooking food right now. Like before it's ready, it's gonna be like three hours. So, you know, let, let's just make indomie or like order something. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's say noodles because we try not to call any brand names. So, yeah, noodles or pasta, the easy things, or rice. Because what we find now, and Dr. Bolu has emphasized parents, parents, you all are in charge. You all are making the funds to actually go to the market or the supermarket and buy these things. So it's your responsibility in order to change the eating habits of the home. And so the meal planning, yes, is quite important. Um, the meal prepping. So we find that a lot of homes are eating rice day in, day out, morning in, evening as well. And the body needs more than just rice. 
Of course, when you have a meal plan by the weekend, you're able to shop ahead. Uh, and this is what you do. You make sure that the children are involved. Don't be the dictator in the family. Have the children involved so they can also be creative towards these meals. And as a nutritionist, just sharing with you that if you're eating rice day in and day out, the body requires more than just this small amount of fiber. And if you're not getting in the micronutrients like the selenium, the zinc, the manganese, the magnesium from your vegetables um, or even your proteins, then of course it causes an imbalance, it causes a deficiency, and then it, it starts to go downhill from there. Maybe you can pay attention to things like your children not being attentive in class, Maybe look at the grades, look at the mood. Mood plays a huge factor when it comes to the foods that you're eating. Yes, continue, Dr. Bolu. Yes, you said something very important. Get the child involved. I, I will speak for myself personally as an adult. Sometimes you see some foods and you're like, Ugh, like it's just not looking very appealing even though you know that like if this is very nutritious it would give me what my body needs but just prepping the ingredients making the food by yourself mm -hmm. it's a motivating factor for you to want to partake in that food so it's never too early to get your child in the kitchen right involved. even as they are two years old they can be the person to wash the fruits or wash the vegetables, whether it's teaching them at the same time, like this is the red bell pepper, this is the green one, here's a carrot, what color is it? That's a time that you can actually help and teach your children. So definitely get them in the kitchen, let them come to the marketplace with you and have their little list. Uh, and so they can be creative and there is no wrong or right when it comes to the kitchen. It's all about creativity. Exactly. And let, let me let, let me let you in on a little secret. So when we speak about creativity, say, for example, if I eat igusi, I don't necessarily like swallow. I'm admitting that I will eat igusi with salad and, and my friends will be like, that is insane. But for me, it's creative, it del it's delicious, it works. Yeah, that's my little secret. <laughs> yes. I can't speak on that. <laughs> yeah, so this means that there is no like hard rule. Do what works for you. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Yes, you want to expand a bit more? Yes, so another point is eat only when you're hungry. Sometimes your child will come to you, oh, mommy, I'm hungry. You give them a snack. They go do something next 30 minutes i'm hungry like ah, you just ate sometimes they're just bored yes and as children with a lot of energy they need to have a means to get that energy out mm -hmm. they can also just be thirsty yes sometimes you give children lots of juices with a lot of sugar and that even leads to more dehydration so cure your child's boredom Make activities for them to get their energy out and make sure you're hydrating them enough. Yes. It's not always hunger. And this is for both the children, the teenagers, the moms and dads. You know what we're talking about when you have that moment of you just ate and then 10 minutes later you're saying you're hungry. That's something to question your body. 
am I hungry or am I just thirsty? And the thirst is for water, for that hydration. Yes. So when it comes to, we are going to go ahead and take a break, <laughs> quick break. Not here to prove anything. We just want you to have the best time listening to your radio. Inspiration 92.3 FM. <laughs> Oh yes, Nasco Quality Cornflakes are so full of nourishing goodness because they are whole flaked cornflakes. Whole flaked cornflakes are made by a natural flaking process that retains all the natural goodness of the whole corn for whole nutrition, whole taste and whole crunchiness for the whole family. So next time you're eating cornflakes, make sure it's whole flaked Nasco Cornflakes. Nasco Cornflakes, nourishing goodness anytime. Listen to Fidelity SME Forum at 5.30pm on Tuesdays with repeat broadcasts at 6.30pm on Thursdays as we continue to equip you with insight, skills and expertise required for building a sustainable business only on Inspiration 92.3 FM. Okay, so welcome back to Wellness Half Hour, where we are discussing the mother's influence on eating habits. And we have our guest in the studio with us today, Dr. Bolu. And just to summarize, I mean, we've touched on habits of eating, um, the emotional issues of eating, uh, body shaming, uh, hunger versus thirst. And so we're going to move the discussion in another direction. I hope you all are taking notes. Now, Dr. Bolu, at what point does a mother start influencing the eating habits of her children? So surprisingly, this actually starts from conception, from the time that the mother gets pregnant. So a study was done in rats. Yes, we're not rats, but our DNA is very similar. And the studies show that mothers with a daily intake of high sugar, fats, and processed foods had babies that had a higher threshold in the dopamine reward pathway. So essentially what this means is, for example, sometimes you want like something sweet, like a biscuit or something, and you just have that one single biscuit, and you're like, okay, you know, I'm good, my craving is but if you have a higher threshold you can eat five six ten and you can finish the package exactly your craving is still not satisfied because you have a higher threshold to meet that reward system Mm -hmm. and you know just to confirm what you're saying as well we do know that um in utero that baby is getting everything that you are putting in and so 
we do have parents who will say that okay maybe they didn't eat so well so after the child is born and they get to the stage of giving the solids or the soft foods that the child will reject the vegetables they will have you know right. yeah certain preferences so eating healthy and conception and having a healthy baby and a healthy palate for that child starts from uh, in utero. So make sure that you are eating lots of vegetables, having a variety of different foods and not just having processed foods, packaged juices, instant foods, rice and coal. Yes. So what do you say about the father's role in eating habits for children? The fathers definitely share an equal role with the mother in the child's eating habits. Sometimes they may be giving a bit of leeway because they're usually at work and the mother is the one doing most of the cooking, most of the things that involve what everyone is eating. But a father plays as much a of a role. Yeah. As and the would you say, because like in our family, we made it a point to. 90% of the time be on the same page. So this means the habits of the home is lunchtime where everybody comes and sits down is breakfast time where everyone sits down is dinner time where everyone sits down and actually has a meal and this is family time, eating time. Because one thing I found in my own experience is that the children ate more when dad was around. Hmm. Yeah, and so maybe it's, you know, talking and then encouraging and yeah. Wow. So I think the dads play a huge role. Now, with that said, I would say, you know, it's important to know what type of parent you are. Mom might be strict. Dad might be the fun one. Or maybe he is trying to project fun to the children. So when dad's around, because there are some dads who will say well let's eat out so the children look forward to when dad is around because they know they're about to get some sugary stuff some donuts or maybe <laughs> some ice cream yes. or pizza and sometimes that's an excuse for dad in order to get these items the unfortunate thing because we see so many patients in our center is that at some point by the time the dad sometimes gets to age 35 age 45 age 55 they need to change these habits. They can't be snacking on children's ice cream and, you know, the pizzas because, of course, their tummy is protruding, they're gaining mm. weight, blood sugar is going up. The children are fine. Their body can handle it. But for them, things has changed. Now, I know we're coming up to the end of our show. Time has been well spent. Um, two more questions for you, Dr. Balu. How can a mother who is a picky eater, who has a child who is a picky eater, help prevent that child from picky eating? What do you think are some solutions to that? So, the Bible says, remove the log of wood in your eye before removing the speck of dust in your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. So that means your issue is bigger than what you imagine someone else's problem to be. So... The change has to start with the mother. One thing that I found, especially eating things like mushrooms, I just didn't like mushrooms. It wasn't the taste, it was just the texture, it was just mm -hmm. a bit mushy. And I knew that this is good for me. Like, I need to have mushrooms in my diet. 
So I will start to chop it like very finely to the point where I can't even see it. Or sometimes I'll blend it into my stew, pepper mix and yeah, I just know that it's there. So I think an easy way to start is incorporating foods that you think you didn't like before and maybe just altering them in a way that is palatable Mm -hmm. to you and your child. And for children, actually, you can't... I think people easily give up with children, like, oh, you've tried it once or twice and they don't like it. But for children, you have to actually try it up to 15 times before you can decide if a child likes something or doesn't like it. So patience is key. Keep trying. Yes, quite true. And so when we say 15 times, we're not saying 15 times in one day. We're saying over time. Just keep on trying it in different ways. Um, any last advice to mothers on intentional eating? Yes, uh, just be confident. Like, you can. There's nothing that's impossible. Just because you've lived a certain way for tens, 40 years, or however long, there's nothing that cannot be changed. So be confident with your children. Be confident with your husband. Be confident with your family. A change will happen. It's possible. Absolutely. And that intentional eating starts with you. Make it fun. Make it friendly. Make it creative. We've come to the end of our 30-minute program on Wellness Half Hour, a time well spent. Our next program is coming up shortly. I do want to mention, follow us on Carib Health NG on our Instagram page. We have lots of programs coming up, challenges, and the month of June all about men is coming up next week sunday so make sure you tune in lots of topics to discuss within the month of june along with some free challenges that your spouses or your friends can be on thank you have a blessed week thank you Inspiration. Inspiration. 92.3 FM.